So I love that you were asking me about my energy this morning. And I, um, so, you know, <laughs> you know, when you wake up on the right side or the wrong side of bed at times, yeah. like it's like, how is it that you just simply know, like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a wazoo this morning or, you know, better, <laughs> someone yeah. better get me some coffee or, or what is it? Like, is it because we know we didn't get good sleep or do you think it's something else going on? You know, I love the fact that you're asking that question because every time you wake up in the morning, it's a reset. And when you reset, before you put your feet down on the ground, if you're feeling wazoo-ish, let's say, you know, maybe you start with a gratitude. Like, okay, what can I be grateful that I opened my eyes and I'm ready to go? If you can't think of anything else, that might be the smallest bit of shift that you need to welcome in the possibility of your world. Because even if you planned from here to tomorrow, if you're feeling like crap, it's not going to go well, right? So figure out what makes you come alive in that moment, maybe opening your eyes, maybe closing your eyes and going back to sleep for another 10 minutes. I don't know. But having that, boom, your watch goes away. We're going to like basically go straight into this uh, chat today. But hey, it sounds like (laughs) I love you, May, because you've always got such positive, great, easy things to do. I mean, simply being grateful for saying, I just made the bed. That puts in the more positive track. I love it already. Oh my god! I feel like that's the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> All right, girl. Are you ready for the mic is listening? Yes, I am. I think we're gonna kick this off. The mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. My name is Sia, and it's another great, wonderful Wednesday, and we're going to manifest a kick booty rest of the week, because you know why? I have actually asked one a very dear friend I've never met, we hardly ever talk. We text occasionally, but every time we chat, it's almost as if we never like like missed each other for whatever many moon cycles that we haven't talked to each other. So I will introduce Meg Nasser in a second here. She is the queen of manifesting. It's called the CISO Diaries. And one of our big missions is not only to highlight the leadership within CISO, the chief information security officers and all the wonderful cybersecurity professionals out there, but to encourage people to transition into that career or for the students out there to look at cybersecurity as an option in your career. Computer science doesn't just necessarily mean I'm going to be a programmer. There's tons of industries and fields specifically. And there's 55, I think they said 55, 55, 60 different disciplines within cybersecurity you can go into. And as we all know about geopolitical issues out there, cybersecurity is not going away. So if you're looking for a challenge, a fun career, check it out. But that being said is this, I made the mistake. I won't call it a mistake. Oh my gosh. This is where I need help with the manifestation here because Meg, I need your help. But is I made a post on Facebook to a group for women in cybersecurity. And I said, hey, I've got a friend that's uh, working with a nonprofit that's going to help fill internship roles to get women into cybersecurity, right? And a wonderful group of women, but incredibly, mm, how should I put it? There's a lot of coaching that needs to happen. So if I may impart for any of you ladies that friended me on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn and are watching this, your time is now. Okay. Your time is now. 
Yes, it is frightening to move into a different career. It is frightening to know, not know the unknowns and not know what you're going to get into. It is frightening to know what your self-value is, your self-worth, to go into a career that maybe you're not even sure that you're in for. Look, people, I cannot tell you this. Do not be shy. If people are making recommendations for you, then freaking follow through on it. Don't keep asking questions. Be assertive and make your own decisions. Do your own research. Google. Okay. This is not just one person I'm singling out. This is a lot of people that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to impart this. If someone is willing to help you, you've got to help yourself. You've got to fill out the forms. You've got to follow through on the emails. You got to learn what etiquette is. Game up your communication skills. So I'm saying this gently and lovingly, but also I'm pushing because right now I'm talking to a lot of women who you guys are amazing people. You've made it this far. Many of you are college graduates that have taken the time to do the discipline, get your degree and earn the ability to say, hey, I've accomplished something. You've accomplished so much. Trust in yourself. Don't rely on someone like me and expect a job. You have to make it happen. Sure, I'll be happy to make the intros, but I ain't giving you the job. You get your job. On that note, on that note, and anyone that like agrees or disagrees, or maybe I could be more tactful, let me know. But right now, too many women I'm seeing, and men, I mean, just saying women because it's a situational uh, moment, but you're better than this. You know it. Your time is now. So who's going to help me get out of this mindset because I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little hurt that I'm seeing this is a dear, dear friend that I just mentioned that I think is amazing as all get out. Our good friend, Meg Nacero, queen of manifesting. Welcome, Meg. How are you? Good morning, everyone. This is exciting. And I love that this time is now. It is now. It is always now. It's always now in the present that we can actually stand and like level up, as my good friend Fergie would say, our energy, our focus, and our passions. Oh, I, I feel like, I think we self-sabotage as human nature. Okay. I know I do. I do it now actively as an entrepreneur. I sometimes feel like, oh, well, I've only been an entrepreneur since technically 2019 or so. And my, and then of course you've got the pandemic to really make it more fun. And I, I have self-doubts, right? But I still charge forward and I'm trying to figure out like, Meg, I mean, you were a career federal prosecutor right. for 20 <laughs> odd freaking years, which is killing me to know that because you're such a bubbly personality. Yeah. So can we, so let's not talk about the Meg now. Can we talk about the Meg before? Because I feel like that evolution of Meg really will resonate with some of the women that I've I basically said, you guys got to step up and do this for yourself. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that kept coming up for me when you're doing your intro is, is that women tend to slide on the line of, I got to prove myself to show up and be able to do what I want to do in this world. And honestly, I don't know, man, I've ever met who, you know, goes into a job. Like I know people who've taken jobs without knowing the first thing of what's expected and just figure I'm going to hit the ground running when I get there. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I think maybe, you know, it's kind of like for me, I was like, okay, I have three years of law school, I got to get out there and show who I am. But I also want to do it in a place that really resonates with me that at least I can start playing with those things that I'm really good at. And I think that that's one thing that we have to focus on is what are our strengths, figure out what your strengths are, and then play with those things. Because you know, they're always saying, Oh, you know, and, you know, 
I would never be accused of being a mathematician. You know, it's never going to happen. But certainly yeah. language, oh my God, language, words, playing with that. I'll play in that space and it will get me going and, you know, certainly has aided in my writing career now. But as far as what you were saying beforehand, what gets you to that point where you get that confidence that you can step forward and jump into actually the big ask, right? The big ask of saying, do you have an opportunity for me? You know, and what does that opportunity look like? And, you know, the word cybersecurity kept saying that it's kind of like a very masculine sounding word, cybersecurity. It feels like, you know, I don't know, um, the Terminator times, but, you know, you can change <laughs> the wordage around and make it sound something to the effect that will align with you. Women are nurturers. Women are like protectors. We are the protectors. Literally, we are many ways, shape or form peacekeepers in this world that's by the nature of the feminine the divine feminine whatever divine masculine divine feminine i'm not talking about you know the overarching now now i'm putting all these labels on these things which you know throw it out but i'm telling as far as the cybersecurity word talk about you know i'm here to protect you know whatever out there you know in a way that can use my skills and technology to come forth and rock this world that's different than cybersecurity right i mean that for me Oh, that I love the way you that, that angle. It's just a small little tweak of the angle, yes. right? And I, I think that is so extraordinarily helpful because I'm I'm telling you, like I, I've been texting these women back and forth and just I feel like sometimes it's society in a way, because mm -hmm. a lot of these women are culturally from different countries too. So okay. let me just let me caveat this is cultural, I think is a lot of uh, differences like it's different not all women can be american style right like the right. way we grew up right we're being assertive is welcome right right, right. I understand. so 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 let me ask you this then because as a lawyer okay and you you did litigation though too right as a federal prosecutor no, it was you're up in court all day long 20 years of that yes okay that's not an easy job and it's not a welcome job. It's not a likable job. Let's be honest. Cause as a federal prosecutor down in Florida, right? Yep. <laughs> you were focusing on some really ugly cases that the defendants could really not like you. <laughs> <laughs> there are some of them that had pleasant words for me at the end of the day. Cause normally, you know, everyone sees like me as a, this is really nice. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, and, and don't play with me. Like, don't play with me. I'm not, I, you know, that's exactly like in court, it was a different, like, look, this is, this is my, my role I'm playing in this wonderful stage that we're all on. Let's go back to that point. And I'm here to do my job and you're here because you didn't do something right. <laughs> you know, yeah, so or you made a really bad decision on yeah, something. I'm not saying <laughs> it's going to like mark you for life. I'm just going to say that we're all here because of perhaps something that person did. Let's just say that. Let's just keep it, uh, you know, amorphous to that effect. But, you know, back to your point, it, for me, it was kind of, you know, an unfolding of a part of me that I really enjoyed, which was, you know, not necessarily in this particular setting, but connecting with people. Like I, and, and I was there all the time with people. I had to learn how to engage with many different personalities on a daily basis. And of course, the judge, the judge was our audience. The judge is our audience. And I was never you know, I wanted to convince the judge, but it was not just me. It was all the different factors that play into it. So I, you know, it was like, give myself permission to show up how I need to show up. And then let's see how things unfold. It's kind of like, I don't have control of what's going to unfold, but I can do my job well to see, you know, what kind of impact I can have. 
And I've made, I'm, and I will say this, many respects, sometimes those individuals who are there for criminal matters, I was able to make a difference. And, and that's because over the years, I had more and more confidence. I gained more and more confidence with the momentum that I'm really good at this. This is something I enjoy. So you just said something that I think if I were, if you were my prosecutor, I know I done did wrong. <laughs> I have this weird vibe, just the way you, you speak. Cause when you, you were going into lawyer mode, I can tell like, yeah. your, your eyes changed. You were kind of reliving that moment and you were, you were, you actually started assuming that persona again. I could tell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but here's the thing that I think was really fascinating is that, cause I may or not, may or not have witnessed court proceedings before. I won't say in what capacity. No, I was not a defendant. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Nor a plaintiff. Uh, but if I were a defendant and you were my prosecutor, I don't know why. You've got a very nurturing vibe to you. So meaning it's almost like um, if I were on trial for something that you know I did do, or in all cases, innocent until presumed guilty, right. of course I didn't do it. Uh, there's something about you that makes it feel like you... Uh, almost like a mother, like I'm slapping your wrist. You had your hand in the cookie jar, but let's, how do we fix you and not fix you? But I just feel like you're, you're not going after them. Like in a cocky, arrogant, like I'm taking you down. It's kind of like, a, mm, I'm you're in trouble. You're disciplined. I'm disciplining you. Is that my describing this, right? I'm trying to figure out that vibe of it. It's Is called it accountability, Sia. It's accountability. And, and I think that, you know, we all are accountable for the actions in our lives. I think when we start in that point, you know, exactly what you're saying. I wasn't out there to, you know, I wasn't there to punish anyone. That wasn't my job. My job was to make sure that the case that unfolded was credible was, you know, rehabilitation was present, that I could err on the prosecutorial discretion, I could use it or not. I mean, that was my job. And the bottom line is, I realized, and this is probably long, long into my career, because as a, you know, a baby attorney, I was there just trying to prove my worth. And I will say that, that, you know, it, it did definitely change over time when I knew my worth. It, it's a different experience when there's that shift into knowing who you are, and loving who you are, or imitating others and thinking that's going to get you the kudos or the respect or the whatever that you're looking for, right? So yeah. that whole shift from that external approval to the knowing that I'm showing up authentically. And I think that goes into manifesting. Like, right, if I show up authentically myself, then what I'm going to manifest in my world around me is going to be aligned to that. And that's going to feel good for me. So back to the point when you're talking about me sitting in court and doing my job. And, you know, I really made an effort to say, let me be a positive change that I want to see in the world. And I think that goes to the whole, you know, this came up in my mind thousands of times is that we're all seeking for this peace. So mm -hmm. how do we ask for peace over there when we're not even at peace here with oh. ourselves or with others? It's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not. Okay. So, okay. So. My head works in so many different ways, and I, maybe it's ADD, but so I always have music lyrics in my head. So today's episode is all about today is where your book uh, begins. Ah, the rest it. is still unwritten. It's a Natasha Bedingfield song, and now that song's in my head. But literally just now, you gave me Man in the Mirror yeah. oh, by Michael Jackson, yeah. right? Because yeah. you cannot... You cannot expect the world to give you anything if you are not putting the equitable positivity out into the world. And I find that such a very easy concept to say, talk about, but to actually execute is so much harder than you realize. Because I've met so many people who mean well, yeah. who are really trying to do well in this universe, but they get 
they're getting their, you know, what handed to them and they're starting to get bitter. Mm. So in their efforts of loving you, it's almost like, um, do you know, like, uh, I don't know if you, you have kids, it's like, or dogs or animals. We were like, I love you so much. I'm going to squeeze you. I feel like that's what's happening. This, I feel like that's what's happening right now. So is that, is that positive manifesting when your efforts really, your heart and soul is into it, but it's coming out in a different way. So, you know, everything around us is a reflection on who we are, right? I do believe that. I think that, you know, you meet someone who, like, let's say the man in the mirror, you meet someone who is just, like, lashing out at you, like, back to the beginning, like, go check yourself, you know, okay, what am I doing, (laughs) you know? So at least you're accountable for your space. So, you know, I, I, I always laugh because when I'm not feeling great, I might just hide in my closet for a while just because I know that the world is going to come at me in a very different way than this morning. Like, say, when I'm going to meet with you because I'm looking forward to speaking with someone that I really respect, I love, and that her energy is off the charts, even if you say you're ADD and whatever. But you can tell that the offering is good. The offering mm. is good. You're coming at this as like, I want to help you. But look, you need to help yourself, too. So there has to be this partnership, this collective collaboration, if you want to call it, of, you know, I can only do so much, but you got to, you know, I'll turn my light on, shine bright on you, but come on, baby, absorb it. And mm. then start to take the opportunity to say, how can I turn my light on too? And then the magic happens. That's the manifesting happens. That's when I want to see, like say Queen of Man, I want to see manifested some inspirational changing here that you're empowering someone to start believing that they're amazing as well. I love that. I love that. And okay, what if you are giving all the love out there and, and, and you're like authentic to who you are and it's legit, but the person's not receiving it. And, and you know, they could, if they just just that little hurdle to get over it. How do you help someone, you know, accept that love, if you will? You know, everybody does it in their own time when they're ready. And I think that that's really something you have to really, really understand is that you can't control anyone but yourself. And and, and even that people say you can't even control yourself sometimes. But the honest to God truth is that your intentions could be so incredibly amazing, but sometimes that person has to learn the lessons their own way. And that's a lot of, you know, you know, keep your acceptance high and your, you know, and your expectations low. But the bottom line, when I'm, I'm speaking to that, you know, you could give love all you want, give love, give love, give love. And the person who you're giving love to is not able to receive it because they're not even giving love to themselves. Mm-hmm. So perhaps just tell, you know, in, in many ways, but you know, you don't want to deplete your own, your own energy sometimes, you know, that's really important that you fill your cup up so you can give overflow to others, right? That's important. And, and you know, back to the point where I'm saying before, you got to be good with yourself, you know, before you can go out there, but service out of kindness or out of, you know, just gratitude for your own blessings, that could be another thing that shifts you into a positive space. So, you know, you're like, you know, if you're feeling pushback from the person that you're trying to uplift or up level or whatever you want to say, then you say, well, you know, let me ask you this, you know, what's the one thing, like we go back to, what's the one thing that you love in your life? Like, what is that? Like, I, I, I don't have, it doesn't have to be me, but what is that one thing as a child that you felt like your inner child's light turned on? And a lot of people in coaching, you usually go, what was a time in your life that you just felt unstoppable? Mm. Go get a picture of you at that time, put it in a magnet kind of frame, stick it on the wall and then say possibilities exist. 
And then that could be a visual that takes you right back to that time to remember who you are when you felt your greatest so that you can build on that. Because you, you somehow that person's going to want to have to shift. You can give them ideas, but they're going to have to embrace it for themselves. So you were just making me realize like what makes me happy in life. I'm telling you, girl, food. I, I literally have snackies. This is probably gross, but I have... I'm Asian. So sh shredded squid, that makes me okay. happy. And um, and it's, it's a wonder because food has always made me happy, but it can also be very unhealthy, right? It could be a crutch for you. So how do you know when it's something that is like you love so much, but before you know it's out of control? Like me, I'm a big fan of antioxidants, so I love wine. <laughs> but at what point <laughs> I do you realize, like, Yes. So, I mean, but is, is there, is, can you overlove? I mean, obviously I gave an example with, you know, food and, and, and <laughs> food and beverage, yeah. but how do you, how do you understand when you're going overboard or maybe that's not the healthy, what you thought it was? Okay. So there's a beautiful, so I love it because I'm going to the Wahatsu, which is the World Organization of Happiness Studies Association this week. And it's all about resilience. And a lot of the things that they look at is whole being concept of happiness. So we'll go back to that point where you have like five areas of your life that you need to keep in balance right? So you could love food and it could be a celebration of life and whatever it tells you from your family traditions to your family origins, to your own life, to just experiencing a great glass of wine and enjoying and knowing that those tannins are rocking your immune system. So it'll protect you from anything that comes at you. That's all your mind playing, whatever it is. However, if you feel to the other degree, somehow out of balance with those five different areas and they call it whole being conceptualization. So it's a Inspire, spiritual, physical, uh, intellectual, relational, and emotional. And they also, there's a financial component that's kind of overlaid on throughout all of them. But if you feel out of balance in one of those areas, then your happiness quotient will probably not be the same as you would like it to be. For mm -hmm. instance, if you're always drinking too much wine to the point of getting drunk every night, so in the morning you can't get up and do your, your wonderful intellectual sparring with whoever shows up on your show, then you're going to be disappointed and you probably get more depressed because you're not able to do what you love, but you're also enjoying too much of what you other love. So, you know, it's all that balance. We live in balance. And what you can do is, you know, get yourself those tools to, to renegotiate that, let's say, and, and to bring you back to a stasis, you know, a point of, you know, okay, <laughs> okay. You. What makes me happy? <laughs> you know what? Well, this morning, you know, I took my dog for a walk on the island that I live in. It's absolutely gorgeous weather. It's spring in Miami, beautiful. And just being able to be present in that moment, knowing that I'm helping my beautiful animal who also has the COVID added on weight that she's trying to drop too. So we're both helping each other. But at the same time, getting myself revved up because I was looking forward to meeting with you. So now that I've taken that time to clear my mind and refocus myself, then my conversation with you will be uplifted rather than, you know, just rolling out of bed and just like, oh, here I am, you know? Yeah, I, I love this because, okay, and thank you. And thank you for taking the baby for a walk and thinking how excited you are to be with me. But um, now I feel pressure. Damn it. I'm kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> but you said a word. And I just don't know if it's attainable or not. Okay. And maybe that's more of a reflection of me or is it the word happiness? Okay. I hear so many people saying, you know, I want to be happy. 
you know, we want to live a you know life full of happiness. I feel like that's a concept that you can have in spurts and moments. I don't know if it's a goal per se. So help me understand that because I feel like happiness could be abused or it could be something where you it's un, because for some it might be quote an unattainable goal that it actually is a deterrent than an uplifter. Well, I love that today in my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, March 16th says, instructions for living a conscious life. And I believe following these kind of tenets, it'll lead us to a curiosity as to what that happy is, right? For each of us. So I'm not saying, like the word is just, the word's a happy word. Like, listen, happy, you know, it's like, ah, you know, happy, you're smiling when you say it. You know, when life is like feeling like crap, you know, it's kind of like, this isn't, this is not my happy. This is not where I want to be. But right. perhaps these instructions by a beautiful, beautiful um, a poet who's passed on, Mary Oliver, she says, instructions for living a life, pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Now, why will these three things help a person as they walk through their days? Well, going back to the fact that I'm a big lover of music and Broadway and drama and probably why I loved being a litigator for so long is because there's so much drama there. And then I got to tell the stories, right? So paying attention to your life, that's a consciousness factor. And when I, when I say paying attention, you know, it's, let's go back to your wine example. That's sitting with your friends, enjoying a great glass of wine for what it tastes like, the feel, how it falls, how it, whatever. I, I'm not an expert in that, but you know, <laughs> just experiencing that versus just drinking glass after glass after glass. So, right? Right. so it's right. a different experience right. of that. You're paying attention to what's actually unfolding around you and leaving with a sense of euphoria, perhaps, or bliss. And and I know there's moments in life, and, and, and I have them, and I love when I have them, is that you get goosebumps or you get so excited and you're just so elevated that you're like, oh my God, it can never get better than this. Let, let me take a picture. And then something like music is playing in the background. So you'll never forget a song. When it comes on again, it'll take you right back to that moment in time where yeah. you're like, this is the best ever. I'll never want to go. Like that, right? So going back to the whole concept of happiness, well, are you paying attention to the people who show up in your life? And then kind of getting ready to be astonished, like that always something wonderful is going to happen. Oh, my God, I keep looking for that. And then I'm going to like, oh, and then when things happen, you're just like, get curious or like, oh, I wonder what this is all about. Mm, oh, 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 keep paying attention, keep paying attention. And then when something great happens, you go back to the rest of the world and tell them about it. This is a possibility. It. Look what happened. And you inspire another person who then might turn on their light and inspire another person. See that ripple effect that flows, that wonderful positive that I rely on from others when I'm feeling like crap. So it's kind of that karmic circle of wonder back to the man in the mirror. Karma is a mirror. It is mm. what we're looking at. We're receiving. So. Oh, Meg, I swear to God, I can keep talking to you. And I swear to God, okay, girl, we are, I knew this would happen. And I was like, see, you and your time management, we got to really get to go in here because yeah. we haven't even talked about, you know, that transition. I'm still literally a conversation that should have happened like 15 minutes ago, which is, so you left the world as a federal prosecutor. Okay. That's a very different world. As you say, very dramatic. Yes. And then you had an experience with this rando lady named Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Oprah. Yeah. And, um, can you just talk about that? I know a lot of people have asked you about this before, but hey, I got it. I'll never meet Oprah, at least as of today. So 
tell me your story on that because I mean, how did that happen? Because one does not simply run into Oprah, nor does Oprah invite people to on stage randomly. So how did that happen? You know, it's so funny because, you know, talk about manifesting. Uh, let me tell you how many times in my mind I visualized my experience meeting her. And, and you know, I have a book, Butterfly Awakens. I'm going to plug it. Yes, I am. I tell the whole unfolding of the whole story there. But I'll just give you an, in a nutshell. I imagined that for some reason or other, my mother was super sick, that if I could meet her, Oprah, this impossible thing, you know, my mother would start believing in possibilities of her getting well again. And I know that these are the little things that we do as children to play out, you know, okay, life is good. Life is great. You know, you're going to be okay. Look, impossible things happen all the time. So believe in possibility. Well, that didn't happen. And, and unfortunately, she did pass away. And I went through my whole grieving process where my life just fell all around me. And I didn't even know if I could get up in the morning or even pull myself out of a closet, for God's sake. Music again. Music brought me through. I go to the places that lift my soul. And bottom line is, you know, for me, it was Coldplay. For me, it was the music of Coldplay, you know, the whole, you know, and then, of course, you know, the whole celebration of life afterwards, you know, with regard to the songs that they play. Anyway, long story short, I found myself, I, you know, you obviously, they always in the lottery, right? You, you can't win the lottery without buying the ticket, right? So I had to buy a ticket to go to the show where she was going to be. And I had a visualization that, you know, it was all going to unfold exactly, exactly as it did. But the bottom line is, you know, we, we, we set a mindset but we have to allow the universe to do its thing too. The God, energy, divine, whatever. And and for me, it was more along the lines of the Oprah energy. She is a beautiful offering of love and inspiration for so many people who want to live a different kind of life. And the event that I went to is called Live the Life You Want, Life You Want, right? So for me, I just wanted to be in that energy. And mm. actually being in a hall in that stadium with 15,000 people, I was in that energy. So, you know, the thing unfolds, you know, uh, you know, my friend actually got picked to go on to the stage and she wasn't even supposed to be sitting there. She was on the third level. She saw me with my yellow jacket on my tear. I wore a tear. Yes, queen. Yes, I am. I embrace the, the notion. She got on stage and when she was up there, she's like, I can't be up here without my friend Meg. So basically how my visualization was started to unfold. I was on prices right in 1991. I always imagined she would say, <laughs> Meg, come on down. Well, she said pretty much, Meg, come on down. Oh. And I walked up there in front of 15,000 people. She grabs my arm. I'm having the best time of my life. I'm like on stage, you know, feeling this energy. And I'm like, my God, what an offering from all these people that we're giving to Oprah. But I got to benefit as from it as well. So the two of us, she looks at me and she goes, Meg, it's time to live the life you want. And it really kind of gave me permission. Well, I mean, when, when someone gives someone like that, that you hold in that kind of esteem, I don't care. It doesn't have to be her. It could be anybody who is a mentor, guide, whatever, who says to you, I give you permission. Wow. You don't need my permission, but I'm giving you that to do what you came here to do. The calling on this earth. I was like, I felt as if my mother was speaking through her. Oh my God. You're going to make me tear up. Ah. Uh. <laughs> No, that's it, oh. it, but it, it, it came, it became more about that experience. And I looked over at my friend who called me up with her and the generosity of love. I always say, you'll always be happy if you lie in generosity, right? Mm. If you see someone who needs your help and you reach out to give it because you can, 
that's always going to bring a sense of bliss because you did something to impact the life of another. It gives you a sense of legacy. It gives yeah. you a sense of life and aliveness. And that's why we're Ugh. here. We want to feel more alive. So, oh, oh my gosh, girl, I'm going to cut this off because damn it, you're going to make me cry because I lost my sister to cancer. And it's like, I think it, it, it is a life changing thing when someone that you love and care about so deeply yeah. has such an impact on who you are. Um, it is much like, again, those women I was talking about when you're doing a career transition, if you're looking for a job when you're fresh out of college, for example, yeah, or you're trying to find your life path when something big happens, it's okay. And I, I want to encourage this, have your cry, have your work through your emotions it's okay, but don't wallow in it. Yeah. So find your way to dig yourself out. It could be little things. And, you know, and I realized belatedly, and you would think after doing this for years now, live streaming, I would understand my platforms better, but I screwed up. So normally it would be us shifting over, but I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to talk through this because Butterfly Awakens is your latest book. And by the way, congratulations, my dear. Thank Butterfly you. Awakens is one of 20 titles and advancing the semifinals for the Book Life Prize uh, in nonfiction. So everyone go root and, and, and vote for Meg's book, Butterfly Awakens. But she has other books here that's going to help you out. This is uh, This is your story of how you transitioned from being a prosecutor going through unfortunately the you know the painful loss of your mother and then waking up and being the Meg that you are today. So guys, very relatable. Check it out. But there's also a couple other books here and I didn't do the graphic for so forgive me on this, Meg. But um I just want to really promote the Butterfly Awakens because damn it, I want you to win that award. So thank you. <laughs> thank Book you. Life Prize everyone go in there and check it out. Um but and I'll do the link too so everyone can go and vote and uh, cheer you to success. But Origins of Butterfly Awakens, The Magical Guide to Bliss, and Sparkle and Shine, uh, Butterflies and Bliss Trilogy. This all goes back to, and I'm going to Butterflies and Bliss overall. That's her brand. And you guys can check her out. Again, you guys, MegNucero.com if you want to learn more. That's everything's kind of like all tied into there. Obviously, speaking engagements. Yes. So you can learn about Meg's, uh, you know, speaking engagements and how she too can be inspiration for your team or uh, event that you've got going on. I mean, have I plugged you enough, Meg? And you know what we didn't do, damn it. And we said we would. This was supposed to be a drinking game every time ah. we should manifest. And we forgot. Forgot. <laughs> and another thing. We're all about positivity here, but I'm going to have to agree. And, and I know we're about positivity, girl. I love you like a love song, but I will say this much. <laughs> I'm gonna, excuse me. I'm going to have to agree with uh, my friend here, um, Mike. <laughs> um, he hates Coldplay. <laughs> Mike, it's all about positivity. It's okay to disagree, my friend. But uh no, I, I love it because I'm not a big fan of Coldplay either. Uh, but but here's the thing. Isn't that funny about music? How it takes you to a place um, and it, it does and it, and it actually can unite people in different ways as well. Right. <sighs> Meg, I know I plugged you, but is there anything else? How how can other folks get a hold of you? So I have my manifesting with Meg show, which I did have the pleasure of interviewing Sia. So I you know, it's funny. I. You know, music is a a preference, right? We all have like, and, and there's so much offered out in the world that anyone can get around, and I love it, and I love that that's the fact. And and you know what? I 
definitely think in the terms of dancing to your own beat, right? So yay, you know what you like, you know what you don't like. There is the beauty of happiness, right? Yeah. So, damn it. Don't listen to what you don't like if it doesn't bring you happiness. Or don't do what you don't like if it doesn't bring you happiness. Go figure out what you love in life and do that. But my manifesting with Meg is ex- conversations with extraordinary people. I interview so many wonderful people to find out what tools they use to as an offering to others as to what they might find that they like and leave the rest behind. So you go and grab on something that maybe have has leveled up another person and said, oh my God, this is a great bit of advice. I'm going to start implementing in my life so I can live a better life. Or you're like, nah, doesn't resonate with me. But that's the beauty of us, right? We get to choose. We get to choose. I, I love the fact that we get to choose. And here's the other thing. Excuse me. Just because it applies to someone doesn't mean it has to apply to you, yes. right? Yes. And I think that's another portion of like um, that elusive happiness that I was telling you about, right? Or talking about is, you know what? I, I see this with women too many times is, oh, well, I'm supposed to be a 4 a.m. waker upper. I'm like, I'm a huge, ad- I'm going to say this in every freaking show, okay? I get it. I think some folks, if you're a morning person, ride that wave, sunshine, yeah. right in your meditation book, meditate, do yoga, go for a 40 mile bike ride, go for it. But if it doesn't apply to you, don't think you're a lesser person for it. I am a night owl. I have tried for the love of all things to be a morning person. I am just not my chemistry, my, who I am just doesn't ride that wave. And, um, I don't want to pretend to be that person. And I hope people understand that this goes back to the women that I've been talking to for those that want a career in cybersecurity. Don't be pretend to be something you're not be you and be proud of it. But again, you will have to assert yourself and get yourself a little bit out of a comfort zone. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. Oh my gosh. I think we can keep talking here. Yeah, it's like, just because okay. you're asserting yourself doesn't mean you're not being true to yourself. Yes. You do. You can't just be a wallflower. No one's going to notice you. I'm sorry. That That is, that is a fact of life. So, so I, I want to say something to that point. because I think it's really important. I think it's going to level up your people. You have to ask. There's a big ask mm. there. You have to ask for what you want. You have to identify your intention to yourself intentionally knowing what it is that you want. Then you got to go ask for it. And you can't sit and just think someone's going to read your mind because mm-hmm. if you don't communicate what it is that you really want to someone who can help you perhaps find that, then it'll always be in your I wish. But you have the wishes. You just got to put it out there and start planting the seeds and watering. And that's people. That's the people power. So ask, believe, receive. You have to ask for what you want. You have to believe it's possible and you have to go out there and receive it. I'm going to have to take some notes on this one. So, okay, this is how good of a host I am. I, I did download it, and I just forgot to load it up. So manifesting with me, you guys, this is the mic is listening. I encourage everyone to listen to other people's podcasts. You have to listen to Meg. It is such a thoughtful conversation. She does extraordinary. It's so funny. I think because of her background as a federal prosecutor, she knows how to probe and really get that curious mind out there, which I think is completely unfair, damn it, because you're so good at it. And I love listening to you. So everyone check out Manifesting with Meg. Oh, I love you so much. I really appreciate you. Meg, you're always welcome back. Thank you so much for your time. This is awesome. And, you know, I think we've manifested this. So I'm happy to be here with you. And if you do check out my manifesting, go look at Sia's show because it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And the music and how important the music is for her. I, I, I will say that. I mean, 
God, what, who, you know, it's like when you go through life and you think that you have your own soundtrack playing, what soundtrack would that be? And I have done many things in life with a soundtrack that's going to get me to the end and certain things that might be a little bit harder. So go inspire yourself with regard to that. And I love the fact, I know that you were going to do a lot more with music in this world. So keep doing your thing and playing your song. It's awesome. And I am so grateful to be in that energy. See ya. Oh, I love you, Meg. Okay, on that note, because you know what, damn it, we're not, it's Wednesday and, uh, you know, we're never going to leave. So uh, I love you so much, Meg. Thank you so much. And I, I'm so excited for you. Everyone, go, go buy Butterfly Awakens, read all her other books. And if you'd love her, get her to speak. Meg is amazing. On that note, Meg, good luck. And uh, I guess that will wrap it up for another episode of The Mike is Listening. See ya.